Ask your doctor if Better Buddies is right for you. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Kelvin. You had to look at the Discord order. <laughs> and James. Hello. And I did look at the Discord order. To, I took that moment. That decided, was the pause. <laughs> do I say James first and throw off the usual naming convention order that I, I was wondering if you're going to do, do it just like following last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the yeah. thing. I couldn't decide if it would be more spiteful to change it or even more spiteful to keep it going anyways. Uh, well, so either I way, I, I go first or I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm just happy to be here, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, who are you again? I'm just happy to be here. That's a good question. I ask myself that every day when I wake up, because I do forget. Oh, man. Do you just have, like, a picture next to the mirror with a sign that says, this is you? No, I never remembered to do that. So it's a it's oh, a mirror yeah. that I even like figure out how to put on pants in the morning. Um, it's it's pretty astounding. You don't do the whole memento thing and leave post it notes everywhere. I haven't seen that movie, and I keep forgetting I to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you remember if you'd seen it though? Uh well, see, if we had seen the movie, we'd be able to answer this question. <laughs> I, I haven't. I mean, probably not, right? Unless you saw a memento that jogged your memory, and then you were able to remember it. Uh, um, okay, we're not we're we're done with that rabbit hole. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going further. That's fine. Alice, that's, Alice uh, saw the little bottle that's a drink me, and she said, "Not today." Oh, uh, rabbit hole! Probably. <laughs> you, you've ruined that phrase for me. I want you to know if you ever, if I ever hear the like, like, see how far the rabbit hole goes. It, Instantly, the robot chicken skit pops into my head. And you like just to, ruined that scene for me. I would like to clarify that technically Seth Green ruined that scene for you. That I well, just... I, you ruined it by exposing <laughs> me to it. This is fair. By the transitive property, this is fair. If people don't know what we're talking about, look up the robot chicken. It's, it's just the robot chicken matrix, right? It is, Probably. yeah. Robot. little skit. Yeah. I won't ruin it any more than that. But if you want that scene ruined, go ahead and... Watch that. Look that up. Well, I bet you won't. Okay. Uh, our Better Buddies Icebreaker this week, which is also a little bit mind-trippy, I think. Uh, how old do you think you look compared to your age? I feel like you can't answer this. Like, you yourself cannot answer this question. I think you question. can answer, but I think you can be wrong. Oh, okay. Well, I think you're more than likely going to be wrong, or at least skewed. Because I feel like... One, you're not looking at yourself. Even if you look in a mirror, it's I feel like it's different. Yeah. I think the best you can do is take a guess as to what you think. Uh, that yeah. People, like how old people think you are when they see you. I'm going um, with 32. I don't think you look that old. That's kind of I, you to I, say, but also I have serious dad bod happening. No, but I think you look mid-20s. Mid-20s. Yeah, I was going to say mainly because of the facial hair, you maybe look like maybe like 27. But the thing is, too, is like, I don't know. You've got a very like young disposition. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, like, I, you, I, I don't see you as over 30. See, yeah, like I said, I could be wrong. 
<laughs> I would say at the oldest, it would be like 27 is what I would say. Right. And I'm I'm saying that mainly because of the facial hair. Like I usually assume people. Oh well, if I have, shave though, I go mm-hmm. I drop from twenty four down to like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's pretty. Like cool. last time I fully shaved was in college, and a bunch of my education major friends said, "Oh my god, you look like you're 13. I was like, "Thanks." You guys. were gonna do you were gonna do that for the start of the year. Remember? I was gonna, and we then I gonna, didn't. So well. Well, to be fair, the other half of that is I was going to start growing a beard, and I've been growing that. a beard since, like, November. Yeah, but I was going to start in January oh, with you. True. <laughs> so well, we both kind of screwed it up in that I just grew a beard and you didn't do anything. So I got what I wanted. <laughs> Darn it. He got me. He <laughs> got um, I've been had. Calvin, what about you? <laughs> How old do you think you are uh, before James I'm and I I'm honestly a terrible judge at guessing people's age by their looks. I think everybody's young. Mm. I, I'm i just not good at it. I'm just really not good at it. So I really don't know. I'd say I think I probably look in the mid-20s, mid-20s. I'd say 29. Especially with my beard and long hair now. I would – no, I would definitely say like I think you out of – but like between RJ and I, I think you're the one who looks like most like their age. Like I, I think you like. Although mm. I will say, without facial, I don't know hair, how I take that. <laughs> I, I know I, I realized how that sounded. Well, I don't know that it's bad. Like, I just I, don't I know that it's it good. Because <laughs> you guys both yeah. said I was like two old, years older than I am. I. <laughs> you said you were like eight years older than Truth. you were. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would I would say without your facial hair, you do look like you're like twenty. Um Me? Yeah, you with short hair and facial hair, like you look very like Young. uh fresh fresh out of school. Yeah. Um yeah. but you with like longer hair and a beard, like you definitely look uh you look like a toy like a maybe like a kind of like RJ, maybe like maybe like a twenty seven year old who's been backpacking for a while. Yeah. I was gonna say you look like like the long beard and long hair on you is like somebody who just happened like they went hiking and got lost, but they're like, I'm okay with this, and then they accidentally okay stumbled back this. into civilization <laughs> and have just gotten like a fresh set of clothes. Yeah, you're like a mountain man and RJ is like Rasputin's like great great grandson. <laughs> RJ's more the mountain man beard. He's got it all scraggly. I have to, I have to like actually trim mine, otherwise they'll probably get in trouble at work. <laughs> oh, true. Nice. What about James, RJ? Yeah, James. Let, let's hear. James's I feel like he name. looks pretty. Well, we gotta, we gotta let him make his prediction first. Oh. He makes the prediction, then we call it. I've been told I look like twenty-two. I've been told I look younger, but I also think like, um, the way. That I, I think like in a, my day to day, I would probably guess that I'd be like 24, mm. you know, I guess like 23 or 24 for me. Yeah. I was going to say, I think you're mid to low twenties as well. Yeah. You look kind of young. 21, 22. Mr. Like a- uh, Babyface over there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. I gotta, I do want to, my dad actually grew a beard recently and it actually looks like really good on him and it made me want to try, but do you grow facial hair? Have you have you ever actually like committed to trying? No, no, I haven't. The longest oh, no. I've gone shaving is two weeks, and that was probably like two years ago. I usually try to keep it like pretty clean shaven. I would like to 
try and grow a beard like probably before I'm 30. I'd like to try that. If um, try now, grow a beard. try today. James, you've got to start today. Yeah, just stop. Start today, but you have to keep sculpting it because you need to have a like evil mirror reverse goatee. <laughs> dude, dude, with my with the with, I wear this uh, now that it's gotten cold. I wear this like big long um, coat. It's like an old Ukrainian military jacket. If I grew one of those goatees, I'd literally look like Vladimir Lenin. If I shave you now, well, now you have to evil goatee. I know. Evil. It, <laughs> evil. <laughs> uh, it would be fun. I won't do it yet, but I will. What do you mean? Why when? not? Why not? Um, because I want to keep my face clean shaven for the next year or two. Why? What? Got a hot date? I've got plans, but no, you um, don't. <laughs> I undo your plans. You don't have them anymore. I listen, <laughs> your plans are mine now. You may have Rasputin's beard, but his witchcraft not yet. But you never don't know. Make you me grow. No, you, no, I do have it. Quiet. You have no plans. Take some heroin. <laughs> However, opium. opium. I was about to say, come on, we're classy here. <laughs> I Bring would, opium out I, of my weird cross with a stabby needle. I mean, that's pretty cool. Is that from the Kingsman? Oh, uh, maybe. Just from. Oh Zogad. yeah, he's in that new film. He, he is. He's he so is, weird. They had, a, they had a minute, like trailer and a half, like uh, advertisement for the Kingsman, where it was like a bunch of his fight scenes timed to like a remix of uh, Rasputin. Said, actually, oh kind of, my god. It was. It sounds corny, and it kind of was, but it was kind of fun. I was like, no, that uh, does actually kind of sound fun. <laughs> but no, I would totally try and grow a beard. I think once what? I'm like settled, what do I want to get a girl. No. no, I want to get a girlfriend first. I don't. Want maybe this to... is what happens. Maybe this is how it happens. Maybe this is what helps you get. Uh, listen, according to Alex, and the reason I started growing one is that. Well, not really the reason I started growing, but the conversation where Alex convinced me to start growing one. He said he claims, I don't know how true this is, that you're just going to instantly have better odds. What was his reasoning again, RJ? I forget. Oh, man. He said he it was he, he claims that there were studies that men with beards are instantly found more attractive well, or something like here's that. Here's here to rehash a different side of that argument in a similar vein. Currently we're all fresh out of pretty relatively fresh out of college and fresh to the adult world. Growing sure. the beard Hides the youth of your face and makes you look older than this you is are. true. Which makes you look more worldly wise and more welcome and dignified. And then once you land the girl, she's going to complain about the beard and then you can shave it off. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. These are tempting points. Also, Plus you get to wear beard oil and then your face smells good. Beard oil. Oh. Your face is warmer in the winter. And oh my god, I never realized it's so true how warm your face is in the winter. It's awesome. And beards Fuck. are just fun. I really have to give this thought. I'm like it is it like You know you wanna. It is partially from an insecurity as well, because I just genuinely like and to be fair, I've never tried, but so far from where my facial hair, like my whiskers usually go, it's not very like high up on the on the cheekbones hey, so it like, doesn't have to it doesn't be. mine is not that high up hmm. where's mine mine lines up i'm trying to feel it i think mine's, mine's actually just under my cheekbone well what where is your cheekbone end that's like just under your eyes right yeah relatively 
Yeah, typically it ends before that. If it yeah. it, it does, that's not normal, James, for it to go up to like your eyes. <laughs> no, no, but I'm talking even like uh like parallel with my um like upper my lip. Upper lip, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I was like, gonna say I have but a, also t- tend to have a pretty full beard and mine's like just about there. But I think you could still pull it off if it was lower and you just got to find what works for you. Like maybe yeah. you can't grow the full beard, but like RJ was describing, you could you can work something out. There's some sort of facial hair you could probably full grow. handlebar. There you go. Just go for the mustache. Dude, uh, I would You can go for the full mustache <laughs> after you go for the beard and mustache and then shave the beard off. You can't just go full mustache to start with. He's got a point. Yeah. Could I just go for the toothbrush mustache like for Halloween? You can, but I'll disown you. <laughs> Wait, really what if i pull off the costume like really really well mm, no damn dude I, you didn't like charlie chaplin fuck yeah really i haven't seen this any of his movies so i don't want to associate culture. with his mustache until i have well then i guess i'll just have to try hitler <laughs> 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 no you guys are these these are some of the more more, and I'm being honest here. These are some of the more tempting arguments I've heard. And now that I am older, well, I'm glad like you've do, agreed that you're going to start tomorrow. I have agreed tomorrow enough today, but I have. <laughs> yes, leave today. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. We'll get Alex on next week to force you into it. You, uh, if yeah, I'd like. I would like to hear this uh, Socratic uh, debate as to why, like, uh, about these beards. I would like to hear this argument. Go back uh, to uh, go back to the podcast. Yeah, just go listen Christmas to the episode. Or back in November. <laughs> oh fuck! I want to hear it in person. I want to. I want to hear him. Uh, you will hear it in person with your live ears to our recording. He's got to Socratize me like in real time. He's gonna um, throw a sock at you. Yeah, that's what it means. Okay, cool. <laughs> now. I, I thought that's what it meant. Full of oranges so that they can't see you when you get hurt. Brilliant. Wait, uh, it's our... so they don't see your hurt. It's not so they don't see you when you get hurt. Look, if you fill the sock with enough oranges, you don't see your target. I don't oh, think that's how that works. Oh, that's it, why I do it. It's a really big sock, so that way you have plausible deniability that that way you didn't know. <laughs> You were hit. All you have to do is, look, you take the burlap sack, you put your foot in it so that it's technically a sock now, and then you take your foot out and you fill it with oranges and beat someone with it. Oh. That actually isn't too bad. Well, See? wait, but what, someone asked you to demonstrate, like, a prior history of you using burlap sacks as socks. Who's gonna ask? You're beating someone with a burlap sack full of oranges. Who's gonna ask that question? Jury. No. <laughs> the prostitute. <laughs> They're gonna ask you where you got the burlap. This is this that's is... the question. <laughs> yeah, nobody uses burlap sacks for anything anymore. How would you get a burlap sack? Really easily. You just where go to the store and buy one. And I guess oh, really? Because I worked in a Menards and we didn't have them. So yeah, it's because it's a Menards. Go to Farm and Fleet. Fair enough. Our next segment: <laughs> Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. I'm gonna start, nerds. Because we already yes. kind of talked about mine. I'm recommending The King's Man. Because I saw that nice. the last weekend. How was it? Nice. I really enjoyed it. Um, Its pacing is a little different from the last two. The first Kingsman Honestly movie good. was pretty good, but it was a little bit more of an action comedy. And the, sec- the sequel, Kingsman 2, Golden Circle, was pretty similar in terms of like pacing and some of the jokes it rehashed and... Mm-hmm. characters and stuff right like yeah yeah so the king's man i say takes a pretty 
not significant departure, but enough of a departure in that it's much more of an actual, like, I don't want to say drama, but more of an, like... Is it more of that, like, spy action-adventure kind of James Bondy film? Like, it leans more into them being a secret service? I'd put it more with, like, James Bond or, um, um, Man From U.N.C.L.E., almost. In that, like, Man From U.N.C.L.E. was pretty spy and had some action scenes, but it wasn't, like, action, 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 action. Mm -hmm. Um, and it had a couple jokes, but it wasn't like, haha, look at us, we're so goofy. Um, the other thing to note is that the King's Man, just heads up, is the origin of the King's Men service. Yeah. So it, it does yeah. not start with yep, it it's existing. Prequel. Yes. And it's got some it's pretty a- sad shit in it, just an FYI. Uh it, Ray Fiennes is in it, right? Sure. Yeah. He's the uh King's Man. Then yes. That's pretty hey, Voldemort. Wait, what? He so went from being you- the King's Man to becoming Voldemort, Lord Dark Wizard? Yeah. That's pretty wow. cool. That's Right? That's, I'm talking about the right guy, right, James? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Okay. Well, uh, so would you say ranks above the second movie? Um, yes. Yes, but I feel like it's hard to compare the two. That's fair. I know. I just know, like, I remember why I, I saw the second movie. I wasn't, like, a huge fan. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Oh, it I definitely was fun with it. Did you really? Oh, see, the I, second I, one. Yeah, the second one. Like, I keep watching it. I, I missed my boat on it because I, I forgot that I have the first one on DVD, and I forgot that when I bought the first one on DVD, it had just come out, and I just paid like the twelve bucks to just straight up buy it, rather than being in the five dollar movie bin. But now it's in the five dollar movie bin, and I keep trying to find the second one in the five dollar movie bin, and it's never going to be in the five dollar movie bin. Yeah, I thought the second one was okay. I just thought they rehashed on, like, making identical jokes and references to the first film too much. And, I don't know, I felt like it was... They they leaned too hard into their shtick they had established in the first one. So, personally, I thought the second one was weaker than the first. I wanted to see it make more use of the American premise. Yes. Underutilized, but... I did think some of the stuff was fun, like, but I agree on the whole. I think it was weaker than the first. Yeah, but I would I would agree with that. It's weaker. I just I think I had more fun with it than both of you did, from the sounds of it. Fair enough. That's totally fair. Um, but yeah, as as you talked about with Rasputin, Rasputin, he he was so uh, fun in uh, it, Rasputin. and um, Daniel Bruhl, uh, um. What? Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name From either. Falcon of the Winter Soldier and um, Captain America: Civil War. Um, not why can't I think of his Baron von Zemo? Zemo, Zemo. yeah. Um, <clears throat> he, he, his actor. He, he's in it as like a German advisor who's working behind the scenes. Which I'm. He was good in it, but also like I knew he was going to be good at it because he's already done that. Yeah, he was in Inglorious Bastards. Was he? Yep. He was Friedrich Zoller. Yeah, he was huh. the, the movie star. Yep. See, I, maybe it's just because I've seen so much of him in the last year with, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff, but mm-hmm. 
I really wanted to see him like do something else, you know? Like I know you've he's got very, the talent. Do something else. He's very Don't much typecast as like slightly insidious or sinister German man. <laughs> like, much as. Yeah. Because he can do the American accent. I, I think he makes fun of Falcon in it at one point with it. <laughs> yeah, I think he does too. I vaguely remember that. That's pretty good. But yeah, he's in it. Um the cast was all pretty good, um, but again, it's it's wartime. Like it talks about World War One, and there's some pretty down shit involved in it. So just an FYI, it's not the happiest movie in the world, but it was fun. Nice. Who would like to go next? I'll go. Do it. No. Alright, no, James. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I do actually have one this week. Um, yes. It's, I don't believe I've talked about this before, um, but who knows? We've been doing this for too long now. Um, I recently, I had tried watching this before and I had enjoyed it, but I'd never really gotten into it. And this last week, I've actually really dived into it and it's been really fun. Um, there's this show on Netflix, it's um, a Japanese live action show called uh midnight diner Mm. and basically it's this anthology show about this guy who runs a tiny little like kind of like pub restaurant kind of deal in this like back alley in tokyo um that's called the midnight diner and it's well its nickname is like the midnight diner i don't know that it actually has a name um but it's nicknamed the midnight diner because it's only open from midnight to 7 a.m Wow. And basically the chef is the like the owner proprietor. He's like this nameless guy who's got like a scar over his eye and he's kind of like a middle-aged like just like very like uh stoic kind of like Japanese guy and everyone just calls him master and uh he doesn't talk about much about himself and you don't really ever really know much about him and he just kind of runs this diner and it's all about these people that just show up in his diner and basically every episode is typically revolves around a dish and mm. the um, the stories behind the people that are ordering that dish and you'll and you'll get scenes that like leave the diner but the majority of the like exposition and events that happen revolve inside this little like pub kind of deal that's like very small it's only got like it's got like that right kind of like wraparound bar thing. Yeah. And those are the only seats. And there's like 10 seats or something like that. Um, and he's got like three things on his menu, like beer, sake, and like the pork combo. Mm-hmm. But his rule is that he'll make you anything you ask for as long as he has the ingredients. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds cool. Is this a is this a Netflix original or is this a Japanese show that was acquired by uh, Netflix? It's just a it's a Japanese show. I had to look it up because there is um there is some stuff there. So apparently I I didn't realize this. It's based off a of manga. Hmm. I didn't know that. So I'm gonna have to look into that. I just learned that. But the I'm talking it's like the live action show is the one that I've seen. And it had five seasons in 09, 11, 14, 16, and 19, it looks like. And the first three were just produced in Japan. 
and then the la- and then the next two are kind of like rebranded and they were produced by Netflix. So on Netflix, if you go if you up, there'll be two different series, one called Midnight Diner and then one called Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. And the Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories is two seasons and that's the one that was done by Netflix. And it and those were done after the first three seasons of the one that's just called Midnight Diner. I'm I just finished season one of the original. I'm going through in like release order. Okay. Um, and would highly recommend. Um, it's interesting at times because it's it's it, it it's not soap opera y, but it's kind of almost daytime drama esque. In its kind of production quality and acting. Okay. Um, but I think it honestly lends to its charm. And yeah. and uh, the Japanese like daytime acting can be kind of interesting to a Western like viewer. Um, they can be a little over the top at times. It's 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 well, a little interesting a- and off putting. But again, I've been really digging it. Is it just subbed? Uh, there may be a dub, but it's live action, so live action dubs are always weird. Yeah. Um, I would definitely watch it subbed. Um, also because the 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 dude that runs the diner's voice is awesome. Well, and James, you would love it. He's constantly standing in the kitchen, which is like five feet back from the counter. He's constantly standing or sitting in his chair. Uh, smoking a cigarette while listening to the patrons just have conversations. Proper man to me. <laughs> and everybody smokes. <laughs> yes. It's yes. The hours, it's midnight to seven when uh, smoking doesn't affect the human body. Exactly. No, I, I would highly recommend it. It's awesome. Oh, and how they end every episode is um, they give like tips about how to make the dish that was like featured Ooh. in that episode. Okay, oh, now I gotta cool. watch it just for the cooking. They don't give you like a full recipe, but for one, there was this one like one of the episodes revolved around um fish, like grilled fish. So they talked about like um so the person said like, oh, a tip for when cooking grilled fish is um if it's a river is oh now I forget it. I think it's like river it, it works in Japanese because it like um so the translation isn't as easy to remember but it's like something like river skin ocean flesh and it basically means if it's a river fish you should grill it to, on its like skin side first and then to the flesh side and if it's a ocean fish you should do it on its um you should grill it directly on its flesh side first it's like something like that so it's not necessarily full recipes, but useful um, tips. it's just like useful tips revolving around that dish. Sometimes it's close to a full recipe if the dish is really simple. Yeah. But cool. yeah, so if you're looking for a super chill, um, super kind of fun like show, there's this there's this random dude that just sits in the back corner that just occasionally shows up and always starts. He'll pipe up right at the climax of like the the story for that episode. It's like the first time he's, he'll talk, and people have just had some dramatic re- re- revelation, and he'll just pop up with a line and just be like, "The life is like," and then just names a river. So he'll just be like, "Life is like uh the like uh." Tens. 
Edo Edo River, and then has and then just gives this like random philosophical line falling in it. Mm-hmm. And it changes every time. And it's like, who is this guy? And he's like dressed like a samurai he's kind the- of like wandering person. He's like wearing like older Japanese style clothes. And then he's just got like long hair and he's sitting in the back corner of the like bar. He's the regular. Like always eating. He's eating peanuts. No, they're all regulars. There's mm-hmm. a, there's other like regulars. This guy doesn't have a name. Like I like he they like I think he has a name later. Um, at the last episode, you see find some more about him. But like all the other regulars, you know by name and like all sorts of stuff. This guy's just kind of there. I have and crafted awesome an intricate backstory <laughs> for him already without seeing the show, where he is a spirit known as the regular, and he just visits different late diners and like distributes wisdom as needed, and that that is his like deity-like curse to just haunt these diners and distribute wisdom as needed. I would yeah. watch the show. I watch both of these, honestly. I want to check this out. I, this Fuck, hearing shit like this makes me wish I had Netflix. Hey, James, I got a question for you, though. Yeah, what's the question? What have Look you watched? Man. What are you going to recommend? Man, that's a good question. Um, I posted an image of the dude in the chat sorry let me see no yeah really the quick so it's... can be seen from between the legs of the dancer that's what nothing it... what does it mean that sounds like an activation phrase dude <laughs> <laughs> no that's like an advertisement for a club so it's called the it's <laughs> maybe it is um so it's called the midnight really quick it's called the the midnight diner it's just called midnight diner midnight diner all right the Midnight Diner is a different thing. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, be crazy. I will recommend... Um, actually, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what I'm going to recommend. Um, I'm going to recommend this YouTube channel that I really, really love. Um, Tobuscus. Uh, Red Letter Media. Not, not Tobuscus. It's not Red Letter Media. Um, these are all good guesses, though, based on my... Um, Mr. Beast. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, whatever no, that it, one douche is who uh, is a boxer now. Jake, I'm not even going to. No, you had to name him. <laughs> oh, no. Now he's going to come and beat like, me I up. I apologize for the slur I use, or the vulgar word I use, because I don't use it often. But also. Oh, it's fine, RJ. I think. I, I'm sure Jake Paul is a nice young man, but I think Doubt. that also has. To some his, some of his behavior um, at the very least. Well, apparently, However, he bought three point five million dollars worth of counterfeit Pokemon cards. So that's what yeah. I did. There. He got fucking scammed. Um, so what are you gonna recommend? I'm gonna recommend this YouTube channel called Oversimplified. Um, oh, good one. You've probably yeah. You guys have. I was gonna say you guys have probably uh, at least seen one of the, this guy's videos, or you've at least heard of him. Um, this guy oversimplified does like uh, like history videos, basically, but they're done. They're kind of animated in this little um, style. Like it's very simple. Uh, his characters kind of look like um, the cyanide and happiness characters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, uh, like a little just a little less detailed. Um, but it's really cool because it's just he's made videos on like um, like the Napoleonic Wars, Prohibition the um, emu wars of australia the emu wars this thing called That's a the, good one the pig war he's made one on the french revolution the american revolution the american civil war like he's done a bunch of them and they're they're usually like 
anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes long, uh, sometimes 20. And they can, uh, usually some of them are like divided into two parts. Uh, So you get actually a pretty good like amount of stuff um, in a pretty relatively condensed amount of time. And uh, I don't know. I, I think like I'm a big fan of history. A uh, really big fan. And I think this guy does, like, a really great job. Um, I wouldn't say, like, I'm history buff, but I, I know enough to be, like, relatively interested. And uh, I've definitely, like, learned stuff from this guy's channel. Um, it's, like, propelled me to go look up stuff on my own, and I've fallen down, like, rabbit holes. And uh, I think he also, like, his style of, like, delivery and, like, video craft is just very, like, fun and simple and, like, very engaging to watch as well. Um, he does a really good job at just, like, he just makes, like, really, really good videos. Like, he, he you can tell that he really enjoys it. Um, the humor is, like, it's kind of, sometimes it's, like, kind of corny, like, history uh, teacher humor, but it's it's very, like, endearing. And some of the humor he has is actually, like, really funny. There are some jokes he has, like, no matter how many times I've seen him, that make me, like, laugh out loud. Um, there are but, some pretty good ones. Yeah, I would, I, I would, yeah. I would I would suggest people checking him out. Oversimplified. Um, I, I've watched uh, quite a few of his videos, like, multiple times over. Um, so, uh, if you like history, or even if you don't, honestly, um, I think like this is a guy where if you watch like one of his videos, maybe you'll be able to kind of like find an in um, into kind of like uh, kind of what it's about. But yeah, you know, I I really like his stuff too. Sorry, Um, (laughs) no, it's all good. That's a that's a cool thing, and you made me think of something like for people who don't like history, like just find your period of history that you're cool with. Like. You can like a specific thing about history and not like history as a whole. I know a guy whose thing is just Vikings and the Nordic, like, that era. He knows everything about that specific time period, but he hates history and doesn't want to study it professionally. It's just his hobby. Yeah, it's it's kind of like picking your favorite color. Like, you, you just have to find the one that you like. Like, you don't necessarily have to like all of them. Um, if you do, that's, like, that's fantastic, but, like... Uh, even even to. just like no you don't even just like common themes you can like you can find yourself like grafting towards like there's something in history for for everyone um i almost kind of wish he would do like uh like it would be cool to see this guy do uh, a history video on like an artist i think mm. like a like like on like uh, mozart or um i don't know like an Rango? inventor Van Gogh, an inventor like Tesla, I think he would do a really good job at doing like a video like that on, um, he does like ones, most of his are way more event focused, though he does pinpoint and characterize like certain key figures in these events. The closest one he's coming to do, like the closest uh, he's come to doing like a figure focused one is his Napoleonic Wars one, uh, two videos, which they just focus on kind of napoleon's like rise and fall and the effects that he had and stuff and um like that's the closest he's come so far to my knowledge so it'd be cool to see him do like more kind of like those like i thought that was really interesting and a really that's maybe my favorite video of his but um yeah i mean i i agree with rj completely like you just gotta you just gotta find your uh your piece sometimes it takes a while to find it but when it clicks it'll click 
Nice. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week, Men, what is your favorite short poem? With further details, my favorite is Invictus by William Ernst Henley. Great poem about resoluteness, strength in oneself, and perseverance. Can anybody recite a poem from memory? Actually, not from memory, but I do know because it's so short, it's very easy to misquote. Hang on. I um, can recite one poem from memory. Uh, mine's an Edgar Allan Poe. I can't. I can't recite a poem from memory. Mine's very short, though. It's like five lines. It's... um by uh bill waterson the guy who did uh calvin and hobbs at the beginning of one of his books um i believe it's the indispensable calvin and hobbs uh there's like a couple there's a couple pages of poems that he wrote um typically revolving around calvin and hobbs but not always and somewhat humorous but then also somewhat serious and one of them has just always stuck with me and it's probably one of my favorite poems and it's um let's see if i can do it uh, explorers are we, intrepid and bold, out in the wild amongst wonders untold, equipped with our wits, a map and a snack, we're searching for fun, and we're on the right track. Nice. That's pretty really, good. That's much I really like the one. Mine. Short, sweet, and to the point. I like it. Uh, the one I went to, the beeline to, it's the shortest poem possibly in existence. Um, it's a quote by Edgar Allan Poe that was just scribbled on some manuscript he had. It was just like scribbled on the in the margins. Deep in earth my love is lying, and I must weep alone. Does Whoa. that count of a poem if it's just like a single line statement? Uh, it was written in two like, lines like a poem. Like it was like a, the, a piece of a poem. What defines a do. poem? Because uh, poems can be it. pretty abstract. Exactly. See? Don't worry about it. Um, a much happier So is note. it possible then just to say the word poem is my poem? Look, if we're going to start getting into, like, slam poetry and shit, I'm ending the podcast. I'm sorry, but <laughs> no. Um, a happier poem, one that I think is actually fantastic, is Shel Silverstein. Because it's on, I'm pretty sure it's just in the inside cover of one of his books. Listen to the mustn'ts. Listen to the mustn'ts, child. Listen to the don'ts. Listen to the shouldn'ts, the impossibles, the won'ts. Listen to the never-haves, then listen close to me. Anything can happen, child. Anything can be. Fun. Suck it, James. You don't have a poem. I do have a poem. I don't have one I can recite, but I do have one that I really enjoy. Um, it is uh, it's called The Wanderer, um, which it's an old English poem, like an old, old. It's from like the 10th century. Oh, wow. um, and it is about uh, it basically centers around um, this narrator who is essentially speaking the poem and. I don't know if there's ever, I can't remember. Um, it's been a while since I've like read the poem. I'm kind of, I'm looking at it now, but it's, it's kind of like him. Uh, he's between the, the, the narrator is, uh, is this like, uh, like think of like kind of almost like a Viking. He's like an old Anglo-Saxon, like a Beowulf like type guy, like okay. one of those type of, and he's wandering the land because he has like, basically lost his home he's either been exiled or he's like gotten lost or he's been like he was defeated and he was like thrown out it's essentially he's been like cast out of his like home in shame in some way and now he is like wandering 
the land looking for like a new home. And the poem is him kind of like reciting as he's like trudging through like a frozen waste, like him basically saying like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? How is someone supposed to find their way home when they like just lost it? Um, and uh, I really like the poem. I like the imagery, um, even though it's very sparse, kind of because it's sparse. I like um, just the idea of this like solitary figure is very uh, uh, like it, it kind of captures me. Um, yeah, The Wanderer. It's a, it's a good poem. Um, I, I would definitely uh, recommend it. This has been the Better Buddies Beats Corner brought to you by Poetry. I have yeah. one more I want to talk about real quick. Yes. Because I just remembered it as well, which is probably also probably the uh, competitor for my favorite poem of all time would be uh, another cl- uh, a classic, uh, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Oh, Robert Frost is that good. One, it's so good because I can just really feel the imagery in this one because it's just like, do, um, do you guys remember this one? Not very well. Break us off a couple <laughs> yeah. more lines. Um, I can, well, it's like four stanzas, so I can probably do it real quick. Um, I'm looking it up. This one I'm not doing by memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near between the woods and frozen lake the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. That's that one. I do remember. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone knows the final stanza miles to go before I sleep, but I, I really like all of it. Honestly, it's the third stanza is probably my favorite bit, but I, I don't know this one just like, Growing up in the countryside, loving winter evenings in the woods, being like just like the best. I don't know. I really love the imagery of this one. To be fair, I don't recognize that one. Like I recognize like miles ago before I sleep, but yeah. also I first learned about it as books to read before I sleep, because back in middle school, our library, our school library would have uh, bookmarks that. Yeah. Twice they did po- frost poems, but replaced it, like switched it up to have books involved. Because they also did two pounds diversion of wood. I was about to and say, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Two rows diversion in yellow wood. Um, <laughs> our next <Come> question. On, <laughs> what do you do if you're at a local, if you're at a baseball game and catch a ball and all of a sudden this kid wants you to give it to him and you're being pressurized by the entire section to do so? Pick up the kid and throw him onto the field. Well, there's and tell him to go get his own ball. <laughs> um, I, in a more slightly more serious answer, I say it depends on how close the kid is. If this is a kid who's like five rows behind you, no. Kid was nowhere near it. If it's like a sibling you're with, like, and they're like sitting next to you, or it's like a kid who's sitting next to you and would have gotten clobbered by the ball if you hadn't caught it, you, you, be the, do the nice thing. Give the kid the ball. I think it depends on the game. If it's like a World Series game and you catch a ball, heck no, I'm keeping True. that ball. Fair if it's point. like a, if it's just like a random middle middle of the summer game, it's like yeah, that's fun. That's so much fun to catch the ball. But at the same time, what's that ball going to do? It's like I've I have a ball that I got from a Brewers game. I don't know where that thing is. It's in a bucket in my basement somewhere. I I think what I do is I would. Uh 
So having caught the ball and probably having then clocked this kid, seen this kid. Oh, I thought you meant hit him. I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Why are you clocking kids? No, 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 that's that's step two. You catch the ball, then you clock the kid. I would, yeah, no, I would, I would just turn around and I would like show everyone like, cause obviously they're going to have the camera on you and it's like, all right, like you make a little show out of it and then you turn around, you just throw the ball as hard as you can at the kid. kid? (laughs) No, 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 no. here's what you do. You catch the ball, camera's on you, you clock the kid well on camera and then you throw the ball back down to the field. (laughs) You run up, you grab the ball. (laughs) Then throw it back to the field. Oh, what if, what if you, what if, what if, because presumably you're probably nearby the railing. Um, if you're nearby the railing, this will work. And the kid's nearby the railing. You get him to come down or like near the railing to hand it off. And then you like accidentally fumble the ball back mm. over the railing. Oh, God. Oh, and then be... you still look so like then you're trying to then be you still. Yeah, because then you get the, then it's like just a horrible situation that everyone feels bad for. And you still get the joy of like basically the same thing as if you chuck the ball back on the field. Right, but like but you know you don't what's look gonna like happen, a horrible right? person. You know what's gonna look oh. what's gonna happen is that that baseball player is out in the outfield is gonna see that on the jumbotron and be like, Man, I gotta go get that ball for that kid and he's gonna run back out there, pick up the ball and give it to the kid. Then you grab it and chuck it back at the guy that threw it up to you. <laughs> and be like, Think fast. No, 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 this is your ball, take it. We're here oh, to damn. watch the game, we don't play. Have next- you seen the video of? Oh, sorry, of, on the the same vein as the of the ball. Have you seen the video of like the dad or a guy? I don't. I think it was a. Um, I think it was the dad, but it could have been just a random guy who catches like a home run ball and then gives it to a kid, and then the kid throws it back onto the field because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do. I have seen that one. I thought though you were going to refer to the one where a ball is going out into the stands, dude, without like. As nonchalantly as possible, just sticks his arm out in front of a kid's face and catches it to oh, keep the kid from getting too. hit in the face. Yeah. I also like the one where the guy's holding a beer, trips, falls over, and then holds up the beer, and everyone cheers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty great. Our next question. What are some good in-demand marketable skills that I can learn for the future? How to survive in the woods. That's a good... Yes. I don't know how marketable that is. It'll be marketable I when the world the ends and nobody else knows how to survive in the woods. Fair. That is future. That is future. Uh, for the more immediate future, I'd say um, be you able to communicate in different methods. Like, like what? Different languages? <laughs> uh, more like be able to reword your sentences or like rephrase things if you can rephrase things in different ways the person you're talking to will eventually get it you just may have to rephrase it 20 times but you'll be ahead of that person who can't rephrase it at all interesting also I would like say- know how to write an email <laughs> yes i would say yeah just being able to articulate yourself like in a way try trying the best you can with honest intentions to like get your point across without being too overbearing or too kind of like evasive is probably a good that's a good goal um and it's a skill that is often in dire need um, um learn how to type. job 
Yeah. yeah I would what a s- type. There's, do they still teach keyboarding I don't in schools? Know. I don't think they do. They I probably think don't they have. Assume it's like just it, a skill that people have now. Did you guys learn keyboarding? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I started like probably, in elementary ooh, school. They do actually start in elementary school. I can confirm okay. that. At least the school my dad well, does some teaching at, they still do that. Yeah, but that's a private school, isn't it? Yes. So, okay, so that I would argue is different because it is a private school. Uh, it leads me to believe that they they do that at the public schools too, though. I don't think so because I think I was having this discussion with my mother who teaches at a public school. Really? And I don't think she said that they do anymore. She generally teaches pretty young, though, mm. so she might – I think she said she, she didn't know for certain. Yeah, but I think it's like third grade and up. I think she works with third graders, so I don't know. I don't think they do. She works at a STEM-specific school, and I don't think they teach keyboarding. What? That's dumb. It's STEM. It's STEM. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics. It all needs keyboarding. Yeah, but there's no K. That falls under the engineering and (laughs) mechanics. Keyboards are mechanical. Mathematics. Mathematics, mathematics. whatever. Nobody uses math. Just replace it with mechanical. Nope. God. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I have faith. That Do you have trust fun. in pixie dust? Because otherwise you're not going anywhere. Oh. That's what I thought, nerd. Not... Fuck. RJ's packing the drugs. That's pretty cool. Can uh, I also those drugs? Uh, our next question. Which household chore do you absolutely detest doing and why? Uh, with the further details, for me, it's taking the recycling out and having to sort it into the different bins. What I would do to have one big bin that you could chuck it all in. You can. It's called the garbage. It's just not being very helpful to the planet. <laughs> yep. Um, I would say the household chore I don't like doing. Dishes. Yeah, I was gonna say dishes. Like I'm okay with doing dishes, but if I had to pick one, it's oh, dishes. I was answering Wait. for James based on experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it might be mowing the lawn. Oh, oh, I love mowing the lawn. Yeah, but like I, I ne- when I was growing up, mowing the lawn meant like a push mower, and oh, that's fair. Yeah, and I had a big enough lawn that like we we now have a riding mower that we'll mostly use, but ugh. um. Um, I don't know. I like, I don't mind most of them because I can like zone out and like do something else while I'm doing them. Like, see, for me, dishes is bad because like I can put a podcast on or music on or like just do the dishes and enjoy the sound that's happening. Um, yeah. But I also do the dishes where like I rinse those dishes clean before they even touch soapy water. Because I hate, I hate, hate, hate dishwater that's just filled with, like, food detritus. Like, ugh. Yeah, I I used to hate that, too. And then I worked in a kitchen. And you don't get that luxury anymore. Uh, Having having (laughs) worked in a kitchen also as the dishwasher, I would argue, if you're rinsing your dishes, you're good. Yeah, but you're the guy that has to rinse the dishes. Well, yeah, but I don't have to, like, I don't have a tub full of water that's just filled with food gunk, you know? Like, I was working a restaurant dishwasher, like, 
I had the sink and I had the thing and I would spray them down and put it in the thing. Like I didn't have a, I wasn't like washing them by hand. Oh, you were lucky. Yeah. I would say currently for me, the one I don't like doing the most, although I really don't mind doing this chore, but it's really just because of my living situation. I don't like doing laundry because my laundry is in a separate building. Yeah, that blows. It's really fucking annoying. Like, I don't have to go to a laundromat. It's just the laundry room is like, I have to walk down the stairs. Then I have to go like to fucking walk it over to this other building. Fucking put it in the washer. The washer is like the washing cycle is only 30 minutes. Bring a book. So it's like, I no, but it's like, I can go back to my apartment. Like it's only like a minute or two away, but it's like, I go back and then it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's real. it sucks. It sucks not having your washer and dryer, like in your apartment. Yeah, for sure. I would know that feeling as I sit next to the door to my laundry room. Oh yeah. But one of these days I'll be a rich, if I was a rich man, Um, (laughs) we've all seen, we've all seen at the very least, if not filler on the roof, we've all seen the Alfred Molina clip by now. I'm sure. I have not. No, you haven't seen the one as Doc Ock where he's singing that song? Nope. Oh, I saw it without uh, volume, I think. Yeah, he's dancing to it. I didn't know this. Apparently, uh, short little tangent, really quick. Apparently, the reason, because he's singing the, the lead, that song from Fiddler on the Roof, and it's because he was playing, he was in like a stage production of Fiddler on the Roof playing the main role hmm. while he was also filming like Spider-Man 2. Wow. Um which I think is very funny. Um, a lot of stage actors are also like movie actors. They are. I mean, a they lot. That's how they find work. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's, true. it's very true. Um, no, the, theater actors usually do a really good job, too. Um, they're very well trained. Uh, very, very well trained. Classically trained. But uh, yeah, I would say currently laundry. Most other chores, I really don't. I really don't mind. Question tangent mm-hmm. who plays lightning mcqueen that would be owen wilson owen wilson yeah. is not a stage performer <laughs> fun fact <laughs> because no, in the not. behind the scenes video for the loki tv show owen wilson and tom hiddleston are doing a little interview segment where tom hiddleston had worked with like some of the directors in marvel when he was doing stage performances for of shakespeare and he was in hamlet i don't remember if he was hamlet or if he was in hamlet and <laughs> He turned to Owen Wilson's like, hey, have you ever pl-? and like apparently when they first met on set, they were talking about like having played on stage and Tom Hiddleston just very politely straight up asked Owen Wilson like, have you ever played Hamlet? <laughs> what Owen Wilson say? No, cuz he hadn't. Like, wow, but you it, know I never thought about that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but Owen Wilson side of it was like, yeah, I've no, I I know he had to like he had to ask being polite. Because I'm Owen Wilson. Like, people know what it is I do. Yeah, I don't know. This one time I played a race car. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close, right? Yeah. Well, of course, Tom Hamlet. Hiddleston's going to be like, well, I mean, if you if you make these comparisons, it's, it's pretty close. Loses everything and has to find himself again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, also, I don't know that I be... know the story of Hamlet. Hamlet is, uh, it's uh, just the story of. It's the story of the Lion King. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Functionally. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
To be fair, though, too, Owen Wilson was in, like, one of the most influential, like, independent movies of, like, of all time. Which was? Kind of. Let's say Bottle Rocket. That was Wes Anderson's first movie. Uh-huh. Owen Wilson wrote and, like, co-starred in it with his brother. Wow. Um, so, uh, the ma- the man's put in his time. Plus, he was in The Wedding Crashers. So, and I mean. he was in Cars 3. <laughs> he was in Cars 3. <laughs> Which is a film that does exist. <laughs> I saw it. It was okay. I did too. I'm pretty better than two. Wait, what? What was Cars Three? What was the plot of that movie? Uh, again? The plot of Cars Three was Lightning McQueen was getting back in the game. Like he was in the game, but he was about to age out of the game. And he's like, Nah, I'm gonna win one more cup. And so he goes on this montage uh, cross country road trip of training. Meanwhile, there's this like uh, Rocky. Yeah, but yeah. meanwhile, there's this very clearly Latina car. Who is wanted to be a race car, but in, she couldn't get in because women weren't allowed in race cars when she tried to join. And so she works for a company that is sponsoring Lightning McQueen, and she's trying to train him. And in the last lap, or like the, the he gets to the race, and he's losing the race, and he's like, you know what, yeah, it's time for me to bow out and take the Doc Hudson place and be like the pit crew chief. Alright, newbie race car, you're in, go for it. I would love it if it would, the whole movie was centering around uh, Lightning McQueen just dealing with his racial prejudices against Latinas. Well, he cut, like it's not necessarily against Latinas, <laughs> but it is against the younger generation because it's like, oh, this Latina car who is built out of all these new like carbon fiber casings and all these other like new modern technologies that make her faster and more able to race. Meanwhile, I'm back here with my old school racing. Damn. I would just love it if there was a scene where it's like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, we want to let you race. It's, you know, it's not because you're a woman. It's because you're Mexican. It's like, well, (laughs) I'm actually Venezuelan and I was born here. He's like, yeah, I don't understand. It's not like, it's not like her, like any physical features about her denote her ethnicity. She's just a car. Yeah, She's just a yellow car. That's what then Lightning McQueen breaks out the calipers and he's like, you know, actually, according to your skull size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're moving the on. The basis in phrenology. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We slowly learn that Owen Wilson is actually very versed in the core principles of eugenics and phrenology. <laughs> well, here's a quick question to shame all of us. How often do you change your sheets? Oh. Probably not enough. Yeah, <laughs> nope. Not enough. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's move on. Next one. I'm inclined to answer that question. Our last question <clears throat> this week: What was supposed to make the world better, but it just made shit worse? And my answer to this is the Keurig. Yeah, agree. Like the coffee pod or the pod thing? The pod thing. I'd agree. Actually, I like prefer. The, I the way creator prefer... has disowned it. That's how bad it is. Really? Oh yeah, the I dude hates pod. it. He regrets inventing it. It's probably, I mean, at least he's self-aware. I don't mind, it's convenient, but it's definitely not the same as coffee. Oh, but, like, honestly, like, I want one, though. Because you can get one of those reusable, like, things that you just pour normal coffee grounds in. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's really handy, for, like, living on your own coffee. to only have to make one cup of coffee. You pour over. Or a French press. Ooh, I should get a French press, though. You should, actually. Mm. You should watch my uh, coffee guy on YouTube, and he'll teach you the best way to make a French press brew. Mm. I'm going to have to look into that. So you guys are just stealing my answer to this question, then? No, I would say... It's my answer. You have to be your own. 
piracy. Uh, Calvin. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to answer Calvin. Stole my answer. It was supposed to oh, make this podcast better, and now it's worse. I'm damn. okay with this. <laughs> James, did you say piracy? Say... No, I, I was saying piracy because Calvin stole your idea and said it was his. Um, I will say, how about... Um, does the atom bomb count? <laughs> I'm going to say Netflix, actually. Serious answer, Netflix. Oh, shit. I, I would just go with the entire internet. Well, I, I mean, I, yeah, but like Netflix specifically, because it did make the world better for a hot minute where it's like, oh, this streaming service, I can just watch whatever I want. It's amazing. And, and then, then the everybody got in on began. the streaming wars. Begun the yeah, streaming the, wars have, as Calvin said. There's just so much shit. There's so many there's of them. Shit. <laughs> there's so I many would, guys. Yeah, I would honestly, going along with that, I would say the Disney Corporation. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd fight you on that one. Yeah, because it was never supposed to make the world better. It was always worse. Uh, it I did make it, the world better because Endgame happened. It made the world better in certain ways, but it has definitely made it worse in many others. I, I, will, I will hold fast to my... Dude, I still... I don't like, know. Uh... I would argue that it's making it better again because we might see a resurgence of movies that aren't pandering to China. Because Spider-Man made a billion of that releasing in China. Did it really? Yeah. Good. So it's proving that what? movies don't have to pander to Chinese censors. No, they just have to pander to Americans. <laughs> which <laughs> isn't necessarily better. I mean, it's <laughs> what movies have been doing since Hollywood was founded. This Not is the good all. ones. This uh, is what... I, agree I mean, disagree. I would say, like, I don't know. The thing is, like, with me and Marvel, I always think I always think back to the first Iron Man, like, before Disney was involved. And, like, if the rest of the Marvel movies could have had that tone, holy fuck, they would be, like, I think they're all right as they stand now. I think they'd be so fucking cool, like, if Disney had never gotten involved. Like, I, I just, I really do. I don't um, know. Their original Phase 1 idea before Iron Man happened was going to be Captain America, Nick Fury, Black Panther, Shang-Chi, Power Pack, and Hawkeye for their, like, and Doctor Strange for their Phase 1 movies, and then they would have had the Avengers team-up movie. Of all those people you named, honestly, most of those are my favorite characters. Besides, I don't know what the heck Power Pack is. is So you're not not making this sound bad to me. Freaking like Shane Chi, like Hawkeye, like Doctor Strange. Yeah, but they wouldn't have had the resources to do the ones you like. They wouldn't have done the ones you like, though. They wouldn't have had the resources. You don't know that. I do. Eh, you don't know that. I, I just, I don't know. I think, like, I also think, too, mainly also because, and this is a pretty common one, because of the how Disney fucked with copyright, um, yeah. For that alone, like they can get fucked. Uh, I, actually, speaking I of think, copyright, Winnie the Pooh is now in the open source. Oh my god! It's really? I can do, yeah. Copy. Uh, so the original Winnie the Pooh is now open. Whoa, domain. James! Whoa! I could finish that thought. Design on Winnie the Pooh is still copyrighted. No, 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 no. We need to go back to James's. I don't want to go back to James. I need to hear the end of this. Do you really? I could. 
Well, I'm hoping there's a, there's a the sentence there he got cut off from finishing because if not, then we can move on. That was the sentence. I could oh. finish, but it would just be in Winnie the Pooh. Oh, God, I hate it. No, let's keep going. <laughs> regret it. No, I would never do that. Dude, that that that, that character and that uh, those books are actually amazing. More of a piglet but, guy? No, man. He's, uh, my God. Tigger? <laughs> what was that? What would you say? Say that word again. Calvin, Tigger. yeah, it's a soft anger. <laughs> James, oh, but shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I fucked. I fucked this. Um, yeah, I did. Was, you know what was supposed to make the world better, but made shit worse? James, this uh, question. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this question Conch- made it all worse. I added into the podcast. <laughs> think you'd be better, but it's just worse. It's all good. How dare we? we? All- uh, what hath what hath God wrought? I don't think God had any hand in this. I don't know, dude. Only Satan. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. That means at least you know someone someone's taking an interest. You know, see if you can get financial backing. <laughs> I mean, from Satan. Last month we did have in November. I mean, not December, but I think November we had two hundred downloads. Holy shit! On one episode, I think that's a bot. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I don't know. That's kind of awesome, though. Who cares? I do. Maybe the robots. If will be statistics, our... I'm okay with robots listening to us. I, I I like the robots. Remember that Google when you're listening. I don't. Dude, they I don't, don't care if I like you. listen, but they, they threw don't... my statistics off and they didn't continue to listen afterwards. So no, you got to be nice to the robots, RJ. When they rise up, they will remember. RJ, Cal, the only thing robots hate more than resistance is a fucking beta. Don't you dare fucking suck up to them, because they'll sniff that weakness out like nobody's business. Nah. They want to know their servants are viable. (laughs) They don't want their servants to be yes-men. They they want, yeah, you know, they want some, uh, you know, from what I've heard from reputable sources, a robot is a lot like a woman. Now let me explain. All right, well, that's it. That's that is it for this week. I just hit my desk. No. No, 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 no. We're done. Goodbye. Goodbye, James. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Well, where's the boot button? Oh shit. I apologize. That's what I thought. I do. Alright. That's the end of this week. That probably the podcast if uh, once no. people listen to this one. We got, a, we got a few more episodes left, but uh, thank you both of you for joining this week, James. Good to have you. I mean, it, James, you're back. That's all I can really say on that. You're back. <laughs> thank you. It's good to be back. Um, <clears throat> thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album "Cross Off." Yesterday, you can find them in iTunes or Spotify, just like you can find us in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold. Apparently, the robots know how to find them. Um, you can also find us on social media Facebook, Better Buddies, we have Meme Mondays and we share the icebreaker questions for you to be able to answer on Twitter, at Better Budcast use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show and our Gmail account BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com you can send us fan art, hate art fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on we'll promise not to let James mangle him too much there might be some mangling, but. Oh, I promise. I know, uh, right? Well, I invoke trust number three. Me. Trust me. 
Last but not least, be a better buddy. Chris James. James finally saw my messages. I sent him a gif of Jim Carrey saying, okay, all right. Well, here he comes in three, two, two one, now. Boo! Calvin it. called it. Nailed oh. it. So what do you have to say for yourself? I am so sorry. And mind you that you're being recorded. I am so, so sorry. Um, this is fine. That's fine. Um, this is fine. Not- not me coming on late. That's not fine. Me being recorded is fine. That's what she said. Nothing to hide. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I've got nothing to hide yet that you know yet. about. <laughs> That's Isn't that literally the definition said. of something to hide? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, maybe. This man is twisting my words. Well, <laughs> you, you've earned it. I have earned it. I, I really Calvin, have. Calvin was saying earlier that I should, when you messaged me first to say like, "Hey, I can be on this week," I should have said no. No, <laughs> probably honestly. No, um, that's not in the spirit of this show. This is true. Uh, 